Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Hello, City Life. Today is titled, I Am Brand New in Jesus. Let's talk about how we get there. When I was a kid, I would feel a little bit more confident when I had something new going to school. Silly, but sometimes if we're wearing something we feel good in, we look good, we feel good, we play good, Deion Sanders said. And then at some point in our life where you just think, ah, I can't keep up with that level of our own desires, then we kind of just settle in. Ah, Because when we can't buy it anymore, there's a level of gap and insecurity that can creep up in any one of us, not just tied to merchandise, but life. And our worth or approval, sometimes we feel is tied to what we have and what we don't have. And in Jesus, to recognize what we have is truly supernatural. To be brand new is not even something that you can buy to be approved in any situation based upon what he's already done. It's a game changer. We're driving home with our kids the other day and they said, you're mad at, I won't say the kid's name, but you're, dad, you're mad at him. I go, why would you say that? Well, we were at Target, they had a gift card and we've all felt this where you are in the aisle and you have a $25 gift card, but you want a $50 item. And then, the salesman comes out in the kit and says, hey, if we could put ours together and get this. But it didn't happen. You could slowly but surely see then it comes into a breakdown at Target. And I said, this isn't happening. There's people that can't even eat. And we are going to leave today getting nothing. So we left in the car. Kid was sad for a moment. And they said, you're mad at him. I go, I'm never mad at him. Never mad at any of you. Yeah, you are sometimes if we don't go to sleep. I might be mad, but I'm not mad at you. I love you. And at a young age, we start to think that too. What I do determines who I am and what I do is my worth, but what we do is is absolutely important. But who we are is determined by whose we are. We've been bought by a high price that only the blood of Christ could purchase. And we said this to the kids on the way home, and I say this to us over today before we start. We are sons and daughters that God loves in whom he is well-pleased with when we put our faith in Jesus. Going to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and see, the new has come. Everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ, has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespass against them as he, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ since God is making his appeal through us We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. If the church is to be known for anything, this would be a good statement to be 
known for a message. Be reconciled to God. What is reconciliation? That we are enemies of God because of our sin. There's a gap that we can't pay. There's a cost on that tag that we, our gift card can't buy. Not enough good works, not enough good deeds. That's why the gospel that's saved us is still saving us and it never gets old. Reconciliation ends the estrangement caused by original sin because of Jesus between us and God. Changes the game. We are new creation in Jesus. I think we hear it, we kind of move on. I don't want us to right now. Now, what we've done is real. You can't always erase that or the damage of what we've done to unpack that sometimes can take a lifetime. Here we go. I showed up at a party. Um, Jesus may be brand new. Sanctification was still as real as I mean, I, I smelled like the world. It was that, it was that uh, close to when I came to Jesus. So I show up at the party, and someone's like, yo, I heard you, you're with Jesus. And they're kind of laughing. I was like, yeah, I am. They're like, yo, that means you won't do this, 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 this. I'm like, hey, I'm not above those things, but in Jesus, I want to honor him, and I'm not sure he wants that for my life. And they were like, don't act like you're better than that. I'm like, yo, I'm not. But I remember vividly being, I'm not defined by all those things you're saying. Those are, those are real, real things I did. But I'm a new creature, a new creation in Christ. We recognize really what we have. To say I'm brand new in Jesus. Friend, I hope to pour that confidence in your soul right now. That confidence in your heart. It's so powerful to recognize who you are because of what he did. That you've been reconciled with God. So how did God make that happen? Jesus, when he goes to recruit his team, it doesn't flow through the order of the law. In Mark chapter two, after Jesus gets baptized, we looked at last week, and then he goes into the wilderness and he overcomes temptation. And then he starts recruiting his team, performing signs and wonders. And the kingdom is now on the move, but people don't know it. It's fresh, it's new, it's outside the box. And there's a very powerful interaction between the religious leaders and watching who Jesus is associating with. Verse 13, Jesus went out again beside the sea. The whole crowd was coming to him and he was teaching them. Then passing by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. Who here just did your taxes? Did you owe? It's not fun when you owe, right? So when they see him sitting at, with people at the tax office, and then he goes and he says to Levi, which you might know as Matthew, which means gift of God, he says, follow me. And he got up and followed him. And while he was reclining at the table in Levi's house, Many tax collectors and sinners were eating with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many who were following him. When the scribes who were Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors 
and sinners. When Jesus heard this, he told them, it is not those who are well who need a doctor, but those who are sick. I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. And then a parallel passage says, but sinners to repentance. To understand what's happening here, think of people who abuse power at a high level. The tax collectors have created, they're basically known as traitors, betraying their own people. Because to make a way, because money has a way of uh, clouding our judgment. I gotta get mine. I gotta provide for my family. So the tax collectors of the time have worked out an arrangement with the Roman authority that they will go collect the taxes, but anything else they collect on top of that, they can keep. What do you think they're doing? Well, manipulating that power by force keeping a lot. So the tax collector's profession is not one that is seen as esteemed, beautiful, religious at all. In fact, their profession doesn't even have the ability to get teaching of the law. So here's the Pharisees knowing the ways of God, watching this interaction, saying, this prophet of God, he should be coming to the temple. He should be teaching through the law with us. He should be such a strict religious expression if he's of God. Why would he go with them? Our hearts do this. Them. Us. Is there really a person on this planet that it's them? Politically, it's not them. Nationally, it's not them. Every person is made in God's image. And so Jesus is bringing his kingdom flowing outside the walls and going to those who are forgotten, who definitely don't feel like they belong. When you start to do bad, there's a point where you just say, oh, well. I can only imagine that's what's happened to a lot of the tax collectors. Ah, oh, well. I can't make it right. I might as well just double down on being bad. Let's just get all the riches for ourselves. And let's eat. Let's hang out. But here comes Jesus going to them. Jesus has a way of making every one of us uncomfortable, but yet every single one of us feeling acknowledged. I think everyone in the room knows the feeling of we don't belong or being judged, experiencing injustice, being alone and forgotten, mistreated and you're not welcome here based on skin color or condemned by somebody abusing power and hurting you with words, or worse yet, physically. To be separated or experience the, 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 the wage gap, maybe because you just don't fit the profile to make X amount of dollars. To be pushed out and you cannot sit at this table this plays out in middle schools, in high schools, even as early as on as elementaries, everywhere across the world, us and them. 
to sit alone, to feel an outsider. And then if you find people that you relate with, sometimes we'll relate on where we hurt. So we build our cause on, I don't like them, and we all relate on where we've been hurt. Can be noble by intent, but very separative, you know, like separatist in nature. It separates so many people. And there's, uh, there's never been a day like today where with algorithms and echo chambers and us hearing our own viewpoints, whereas I got this own table and this is how Jesus does things and, and there's no way Jesus would go there. Newsflash, friends, wherever those places are in our heart, Jesus will go find the table that no one else is at and we'll wonder, what is he doing? What is he doing? There's a good filter that will help us think through people, I believe. It's first, we all have pain. Assume that. There's been people that have walked in the door here that said uh, to me, people think we've got a perfect family, but I want to let you know that we're in the middle of a divorce There's been people that have walked through the door that we have looked at from the outside, even today, and thought, oh, must be nice. No. Everyone in this room has pain. Now, we don't rank pain, but all pain isn't equal in every moment. All pain is important to God, but where we start matters. The principle is we pain together. And then we move towards, I want to play together, like kids on a playground. Church, you know where I'm going with the third is, what we ultimately want to do is pray together. Is it possible that Jesus had a way to go sit at the table to say, I'm going to come into the pain. You see as tax collectors, I see as kingdom People waiting to be activated. You see as sinners, as outsiders, them, I see as mine. It is a game changer to think of when Jesus says, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners home. Now, I don't don't want to put anyone on blast, but there's some places in our city that have some very demonic images up. Um, now, whether that is a premeditated decision, if you paint Satan on the wall, that might be premeditated, um, but it could just be naive and trendy. And There's a fine line where I'm going to hang out here while images of Satan are everywhere and I'm going to leave. Can it be both and? I would dare submit to myself and all of us, yes. And the only way we're going to have the influence we ever long for is not to be distant or separate from sinners, 
but to be close enough to be salt and to be light, but also don't let it permeate our souls. There's a time to dip and go be alone with the Father. And I was eating in one restaurant, and it, um, it was starting to kind of, it had my number that day. Old music's on in the background. Uh, waiters drinking mid, midday, delivering to me. And I started feeling like, man, I, I would love to kind of just partake in every way here. Is, is there a party? Can I join? And I went to the restroom, and I saw this little tiny phrase on the wall, something about Jesus. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was, you're here, but are you partaking or are you changing the setting? Jesus was present, but he wasn't just partaking. He was changing at the same time. But from the outside looking in, it seems that, oh, he's just like them. No, no, no. Don't get it twisted, friends. Because association is not agreement. In church, I pray, when we think of we're brand new, that doesn't mean we're better than. May we always be okay with being associated with anybody. And then we miss. Quote uh, Psalm 1, we're like, well, it says, happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway of sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Well, how can Psalm 1 say, don't sit in the company of mockers, but yet Jesus is sitting in the company of sinners? Because even in the scriptures we read, it's both and. And only you know if you're judging people. Only I know. You can say the right things. But in our heart of hearts, to ask God, how do I see people? Maybe pain together, play together, pray together. It doesn't matter if somebody looks different than you, doesn't speak the same language. They all belong to God. And John Perkins, um, in his book, Dream With Me, he rolls out what many might here already be familiar with, but um, with the CCDA organization, Christian Community Development, work they do, there's much principles we can learn, but there's three R's that is highlighted. And to pull an excerpt from New Song Urban Ministries, it's relocation, reconciliation, and redistribution. And understanding relocation means that it's not you and them. Things don't change until it's we, us, and ours. Effective ministry, plant, and building community of believers that have a personal stake in the same roads as somebody else. Now, you might not live on a street where people are hurting at a high level in poverty. We're all hurting. That's okay. But how do you see people in poverty could you pull over and still say hi? Would we be willing to relocate and come amongst? This is incarnate ministry in the flesh. This is Jesus becoming flesh and blood and dwelling amongst us. This is Jesus at the table with the tax collectors. Reconciliation to people 
and God and neighbor to neighbor. This is us getting close enough that we're trying to rip down barriers. But we can't rip down barriers by being naive and and just saying, let's move on. There is real work that needs to take place. The gospel includes justice. The gospel includes mercy. The gospel includes forgiveness. But one thing it does not include is revenge. And so our hearts become like Jesus the more we remember that we're brand new in Jesus. And then the last R is redistribution. And this isn't some communist pitch. This is understanding what have I been given and how can we redistribute for the glory of God to empower people. And each one of us has to steward differently to find avenues to empower those that are forgotten to create jobs, schools, health centers, home ownership, and other uh, businesses with long-term development and stake in mind. Brother Greg Boyle has a quote. He's the uh, priest who runs Homeboy Industries, and he says, when the marginalized are heard, that, that is the loudest praise God hears. This is what Jesus is doing. Oh, you see that they can't come in church and they can't learn the text? I'm going to go build a kingdom with them. Them. It's always us. So Jesus goes after those least expected. I am brand new and Jesus has this fragrance. So as we get ready to land the plane, question, do I belong? To Jesus, yes. And his message is one of, it's an inclusive invite to eat. Come. But Jesus is the exclusive way to stay. So there's four ways that I want to highlight today if if we want to be brand new in Jesus and love like Jesus, but but number one, it has to be a mayday cry that I need help. Remember, Jesus said, I didn't come for the righteous. Today, to be brand new, we identify, I need help. That's mature. I need help. We all got pain. I need help. I need help today. And then I believe that's the key ingredient as we move forward to say, I want to love like Jesus. I want to remember that I'm brand new. One, Jesus' kingdom is for all people. All people. All people. Second is, I have to acknowledge how little I am aware of. You imagine if the Pharisees kept a spirit of curiosity. We owned a website for years. I don't know if we let it lapse because we, you ever had ideas and you don't bring them to fruition? I have a lot of ideas I haven't finished. One idea was youarepharisee.com. And the premise of that was once we get churched, we start to say, I got to know the word. Absolutely. Amen. But if we aren't careful, there's a Pharisee in all of us. So the point is, when we read the text, not assuming that we wouldn't be like the Pharisees then. Jesus wouldn't have held it against them of how much they knew. 
In fact, he used high-level people that knew the scriptures, Apollos, Paul. Pharisees get converted left and right, but we identify with them too when our hearts are hard and we say, oh, look at Jesus. But even the sinners at the table, they're probably thinking, who is this dude? But Jesus had a way of just being close and it would change everything. Because number three, I always have to make room at the table for others to taste and see that the Lord is good. This means sometimes when I feel like the religious bone getting, um, you know, just a little too bold. In religion, I use that term loosely, not by definition. We are in a religion. To believe in Jesus is a religion, okay? But how we normally view it and we, we play church by methodology or style, And if we notice, as we keep following the life of Jesus, every one of us are left uncomfortable. Every time. We're all got questions. Even the 12 have got questions left and right. And as I find myself kind of them, they, those are the moments when I know I need to just get closer and get in those environments with some crazy stuff on the wall and maybe not go alone and say, will you come with me? And then get in the car and be like, oh, Okay, because I don't want to forget who God might value most. I want to be a part of what he is doing. And he goes after people with an ROI that can't pay for today. They can't fund the mission. They, they, they're forgotten. They're unseen. Their hearts aren't even turned to in tune with heaven. But that's where God sees his prized. He has a way of saying, I see you. I love you. There's a seat at my table for you. I want this more. The only way I'm ever going to get there is remembering what he did for me. I am brand new in Jesus. And so for I must always remember Jesus reconciled me to God and made me brand new. And this gets harder as I accumulate more. It gets harder if we've taken some more wars as we love people. And I use a little bit of my weakness in this journey to say loving people's hard but I'm sure you face some of those things as well. There's something beautiful about going back to the genesis of how Jesus started making people brand new. He just sat at a table with a bunch of people that the church didn't want to sit with. It's probably the simplest way to sum it up. They don't belong here. No, you belong here. Do I got to believe to stay? (laughs) That's a, I, yeah, Jesus makes it very exclusive to stay. John chapter six, he says, eat of my flesh, drink of my blood. And it said in verse 66, many disciples left him that day. Jesus had a way of saying, I, I'm okay to be associated with you, but I'm also gonna say the tough thing. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Um, We'll close with a celebratory song saying, you know, the authority of Jesus. But before we do that, that seat at the table is an invite for all of us today too. That's what groups kind of are here at City Life. You might know how, not know how. You might not feel you belong. You might not feel you uh, are accepted. But today you're invited by Jesus and you're invited by City Life. Here's the groups that are 
you got, there's menus as you walked in, there's links on the website. And all of these people are, are people that have just said, we're not perfect, we can't do this alone, but we know we're better together and we need each other. One of the leaders up here said, well, I wanna make sure people know that they can be going through stuff and still come through my, to our group. I was like, that's beautiful. Shame sometimes keeps us on the outside. Jesus comes to your table in the middle of shame and he says, hold your head up. I love you. There's all ages group. They got, uh, the Nybers got Craig Grishel winning the war in your mind. You have Tracy and Emily, the Joneses and the Kellys leading Andy Stanley, what happy couples know. Andy Stanley, he, he's, a, he's a bridge builder. It'd be a great entry point for, for anybody as a couple. Um, you also have down here the K-Lats. And then you have all ages on Sundays. You have mom-son combo. How cool. Gabe, it's good to see you here. He just got his appendix out last week. More couples groups. Mondays, you got the Chandras and the Tobies. You have men's. You got Ashton and James. Wait, you didn't cheer for everybody else. What's up with that? Chill out. Jesus sits at everybody's table. Sarah? How about Modesto and Paul up there? How about Keisha, if you want to be online? She'll be there to connect with you. You have Denise Rowe, exploring the language of the Holy Spirit. Denise, through the course of her life, has cultivated a beautiful sensitivity to be in tune with God. That might be a great group for you to go to. You got Rob and Sean. You got Rob here. You got Sean on the board. And if you're bored on Mondays at 6, connect with them. You got Carrie and Maddie on Mondays. They're going through Galatians. You have Jasmine on Wednesdays having a worship group. Just tables full of a bunch of saints now that are brand new in Jesus. You got Ashley, Karen, Monique, women's group. You got Marissa and Laura, Wednesday's women group. And then you have Tina, Bethany, and Yupa, women's group. Caitlin and Debbie, women's group. Women's group, Melissa and Sarah, Mondays, 10 a.m. And then lastly, you have youth, 6 through 12, with Dee, Devin, Jerome Cyrus, and Monique. We call her 626 around here because we share a birthday. My birthday, her birthday, we call her 626. Um, there's a couple uniques, so, or Monique's. So. Friend, I don't even want to get you hype. I, Easter was so beautiful that if you haven't tasted and seen that the Lord's a good yet and, and just want to go out there and get messy, maybe today is a great way to say, God, just have your way again. Let me remember I'm brand new in you. Let me not forget what you've done. I can't buy it. I don't deserve it. I'm unworthy. But he's not mad at you. You're his son and his daughter. When you put your faith in him and whom he is well pleased with because of Jesus, he loves you. Let's stand, let's sing, let's worship, let's kneel. 
And let's just put a stamp on who we are in Jesus. Brand new. This is who we are. We have authority in Jesus' name. It's true. That's true. That's what happens when you sit at the table with Jesus. He gives power. He gives power. He gives power. You hold redemption. Yep, yep. He made accusers drop their stones. You showed us mercy when we didn't deserve it. With your mighty miracles. Right here now. Now there's breakthrough right here. There's freedom in whose name? Jesus. Jesus, the King of the universe, He gives us keys to do the same. We proclaim in Jesus' name. anybody else come on I see those hands you just you've been kind of stinking thinking not thinking you're worth it you're just struggling believing man I I, I don't think I'm brand new I, I have a tough time with that come on if you raise your hand just lift your hand keep it up and then the second crowd if you're like man I've been struggling judging someone or people it could be uh it could be any spheres, us and them. And today that, that hit home, that it started, oh, I don't want us and them. I, I don't want to think them. I want to start thinking we. And if that's you today, if, you wanna, if you've been struggling loving somebody in a tough way and you want to love like Jesus, will you raise your hand? God, you see these hands and it's by your authority. You sat at our table. God, you made us brand new. It's your authority that we cry out over us to remember that we're brand new and to remember how you see people. You didn't come for those that uh, are righteous, that think they can do it. You came for those that say, I need help. And today we're saying we need help. And by the power of the Holy Spirit right here, right now, we remember that your authority stamps over any of these feelings. Change our heart, make us brand new. Make us brand new in our thinking today. Remind us of the authority that we have in you. The authority that overcomes any doubts or fears to go up to people. 
people and say, I love you, I see you, there's a seat at my table, I hope there's a seat at yours. In Jesus Christ's name, come on, let's sing. Baptism is an outward sign of putting our faith in Jesus. We're made brand new because of Jesus, but we, like Christ, born again, we're dead to our sin and alive in the resurrected power of Jesus. And if you're home and you would like to get baptized, you can sign up on the website. If you want to stay for the next service, it's a fun time to, to celebrate as others go public. And we hope to be on this journey together in a group, or if you just want to come back next week, or if you miss the next six months, or find another church, or whatever. It's all good. There's no shame. There's no condemnation. You're free in the name of Jesus. Well, we will be here next weekend, Mother's Day, celebrating all women. It'll be a beautiful time. 10 a.m. and 11.30, all races, all faces, and all ages. Everyone has a seat at the table because Jesus said so. We're going to keep loving this city one life at a time, and we won't stop until he makes all things new. Have the best day of your lives, y'all.